everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Reverend Gray and the kid's sister. Shatasha. Welcome to our No Name podcast. We don't have a name, but we do have content. So I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you that have that will listen to this podcast. I pray that you are blessed. We don't have all the answers. We don't have all the answers. We're just two of God's servants that are blessed that we have this platform. And we pray that using this platform will be a blessing to you. So I'm going to turn turn it over to the kid sis so that she can give you all the logistics about our no-name podcast. Those of you that are listening on the Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever your favorite platform, audio platform is, we thank you for tuning in to another episode. If you are watching the video, shout out to you, to all of our subscribers on YouTube. We appreciate your support and your attention. Before we get into the episode, sis, if you had to describe your word in one week, I didn't say that right. If you had to describe your week in one word, how would you describe your week? My week in one word. It's trying. We're in a, a migration project at work and it was really trying. I usually don't go in on Fridays. I mean, yeah, I had to go in today into the office. So I would say it was trying. And yours? Productive. Awesome. 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 So trying and productive. Awesome. And everything give thanks is what the Bible says. And so I'm grateful that my week was trying. Grateful that my sister's week was productive. So, sis, let's see. Oh, I do have a, well, not a testimonial, but one of my friends, my coworkers, enjoyed the podcast. She liked our conversation and she is now a subscriber. Shout out, shout out, shout out to Gwen Curry for listening to our podcast. And I was sharing with her that we were grateful for this opportunity, grateful for this opportunity. And of course she said, you know, we were funny and all of this stuff, but I told her that the desire is to make sure that we get the content out there and make sure that our conversation glorifies God. So, and she said, I see that, I see that. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. It just lets, lets me know that we're on the right track. And of course, it's going to get rough sometimes, but God is faithful. Kisses. <laughs> it's going to get rough sometimes. Mm-hmm. I feel like anytime you are trying to do something for God, the enemy will always come and attack. Yeah, he will. That's just what I've experienced, even in this podcast, even in life and ministry and in work. Anytime you're trying to bring glory to God's name, the enemy will try to show up in any kind of way to steal your motivation, to steal your desire. Mm -hmm. Uh, So sometimes when you see and listen to these episodes, know that it's a press as well. 
yeah, we're releasing content. Yes, you get to listen to the audio on Mondays and see the video on Tuesdays, but it's still a press. We're still humans. We still have busy lives. But I made a promise to God that given whatever information he gives to me, I'm going to step outside of myself, outside of my comfort zone and share that information. So we come every single week continuing to have these conversations. Mm -hmm. Is it always easy? Are we tired sometimes? We both have lives. We both live full lives every single day of the week. Right. (laughs) Every single day of the week. Yet, we press because we want God to get the glory. Right. And that's with anything. I want him to get get the glory. So, sis. Yeah. This is what. No, I'm saying, you yeah. You said, yeah, like you had something else. Uh, so, this is Black History Month. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. We are in the month of February, shortest month of the year that they decide to give us to celebrate our heritage, but that's a whole different fight, a whole different conversation. Right. How do you feel as you go throughout this month, you scroll through social media, you hear different congratulatory remarks or shout outs to African-Americans who have made history over the course of our lifetime and even before. Is there anything about all of that that stands out to you, whether it's regarding civil rights, whether it's the history of our own church where we attend as a historic, started by an African-American man over 60 years ago now. Mm-hmm. We're celebrating our 60th church anniversary in March. So shout out to the Mount Calvary Baptist Church. Next month to be 60 years. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of churches, some churches didn't make it through the pandemic. Right. And we're grateful and blessed to say that our church is one of the ones that stood and it continues to stand. Right. And stood the test of time. Lord only knows what the church has gone through mm-hmm. over the past 60 years, you know, the leadership. But to Black History Month, is there anything that stands out to yours that is significant um, that you think it's important for us? to talk about as we celebrate our heritage so maybe about an hour ago hour hour and a half ago we had toastmasters plug for toastmasters it is a group where we come together and we learn how to give speeches and we speak and we do table topics and things that will help you get better with your public speaking. So today, our person that gave the speech, Brother Everett, he did an amazing job. And he listed all of the Black um, people, the African-American people, men and women, who um, had inventions that we are still using today. And at the end of the speech, we are admonished to give the speaker some encouraging words. And so as 
I gave him encouraging words. My encouraging words to him was, I was very encouraged by your speech. And it made me proud of my people again. And so I may get some flack with that <laughs> because if we look at Memphis, we look at Memphis, those five young men that beat that young man until he died. And then we want to talk about our Black men and women dying at the hands of others. But then here we are being the others. And that's not, that's not the only Black man that died at the hands of another Black man. And so when you hear that all the time, I often wonder, I often wonder how our civil rights leaders would respond. The ones that did the march, the ones that did the sit-ins, the ones that were out there in the trenches, how would they respond if they saw everything going on now? It's a couple of things that you said. The fact that Everett going over our history and the first Black woman to win an Olympic medal, the reason why we are able to uh, remotely work for those exactly. of us that work from home, for those of us that you mm -hmm. assume came from a Black, a black woman. woman. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you said you were proud of us again. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. And I know, I know this is just conversation, right? Mm -hmm. um, but in spite of our mishaps, in spite of the mistakes that we've made, in spite of the tragedies that we have endured, mm -hmm. some at the hands of people that look like you and I, mm -hmm. right? Some at the hands of others. Um, I still remain proud of my people do we always make great decisions no nope. we don't mm -hmm. and when we look at what happened in memphis i still say that it's the system it's not always the color of the person in the uniform it's the system that continues to give space to injustice and so you say it's the system, mm -hmm. but the system did not make those men beat that man until he died. It wasn't the system. It was their choice. And it I, was their choice. I agree. No one held a gun to their head. Okay. But it was their choice. I don't know the, I'm sorry. I don't know the circumstances that led to that. But just like everybody else, they see what's going on in, uh, in the world. And so they deliberately took it upon themselves to beat him for whatever reason. And so as, as, as a African-American, no, I was not proud of that, proud of them. I wasn't, I was disgusted and not only because he was a black man, if, if they would have done it to anybody, 
any race, I would have been disgusted. There was protocol that they have to follow. I'm sure they do end services on their jobs. So I'm sure define in services. Training within the with with within the company. Training on what to do, different trainings on how to handle a gun or whatever. I'm sure they do those in services. But it was their decision. Just like when we make bad decisions, it's nobody's fault but ours. Yes. Okay. So this is where I gotta jump in a little bit. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be held responsible for their actions. Mm -hmm. Yes, ultimately, they decided to do what they did. Yes, ultimately, they should be held responsible. Mm -hmm. At the same time, the system is corrupt, right? So even though I have a choice, mm -hmm. if I am being brought up, so to speak, mm -hmm. in an environment that is corrupt, mm -hmm. it's up to me to choose whether or not I give in to corrupt behavior mm -hmm. or whether I do what's right. At the end of the day, in my opinion, the system is corrupt. So how many, how many leaders, and I'm not talking about the corrupt leaders, mm -hmm. how many good leaders have come out of the LA Watts Compton area? A lot. Exactly. And some did not succumb. Now, some did follow fall into corruption, but some didn't. Why? Because it's their choice not to. True. We, we all have individual choices. And, right. and I'm going somewhere with that. Keep going. I'm, I'm going somewhere with that. Because where... Where were you where? Re where were, say that fast five times. Where were you reared? Okay, so I know you hate to say it, but I need you to talk about your, how you, the schools that you matriculated to and um, what's going on with you now. Of course, I'm, I'm educated, and I say that humbly. Like, you have to know me to understand how hard that is for me to say that. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know, I did go through school, and I did good, good grades, uh, but I was taken out of the system, if that makes sense, right? Explain. I didn't. So for me, my parents decided to bring me up in, in, in private school rather than what but your address remained the same absolutely okay but i didn't spend the majority of my time there so again i went to private school mm -hmm. but i also played sports which mm -hmm. kept me busy mm -hmm. right so i didn't have the time nor did i have the freedom to stay in the environment mm -hmm. some people don't have that choice some people unfortunately are forced to stay in that environment so if i'm if, if i am forced to stay in an unsafe corrupt environment mm -hmm. the chances unfortunately mm -hmm. of me giving into the pressure to fall suit to mm -hmm. what everybody else is doing mm -hmm. are higher 
than the chances of me doing the opposite. And again, so my, 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 my statement is your zip code is still in the hood. Absolutely. And there are people whose zip code is in the hood, but they chose not to fall into destruction. Because they were surrounded by people in different environments. Just because my zip code was in the hood doesn't mean that I spent the majority of my time there. Okay, but you were still there. You're missing the point. No, 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 I'm not missing the point because I understand. I, I, I hear what you're saying. You were, you went to school, I, I, private school. Was a private school in the hood? Yeah. Okay. But at the same time, that private school was sheltered. Okay. So I am a firm believer that environment has a lot to do with outcome. I was placed in a sheltered, protected environment. Okay. That increased my likelihood or my chances of being successful and not falling into the trap mm -hmm. others fell into because mm -hmm. they weren't able to be in those private, protected environments. There are people that I grew up with who went left. Be, and they were in the private? No, they were not. Okay, so what about the kids that were in the private, protected environment, and they still went left? Environment? Who were they around the most? But I'm just saying, I'm talking about the kids that were protected. No, I get that, but what were they doing outside of that? Right, because outside of the gate, you still have to go somewhere. You still have to do something. So, who were they around? And environment matters. So it's so it's not the person's choice. It's both. Okay. okay. I used to tell. So, I, in me living and growing up in the hood, I worked at a park in the hood as well, and I would have conversations with children, like eight, nine. Mm -hmm. 14. Mm -hmm. And in my conversations with them, I would try to always let them know that there was something different than what they have become accustomed to exactly at the park mm -hmm. or even at home. Mm -hmm. Right. So if I'm taking little bits and pieces and nuggets of wisdom and telling them like, yo, something is different. Don't get stuck here. Mm -hmm. Do 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 what do what you have to do in a, to a certain extent mm -hmm. to make it through where you are now. Mm -hmm. But this is not all there is to life. Exactly. Go through junior high school. Go through high school. Focus. Good. Get good grades. Mm -hmm. Watch the people you hang around. Mm -hmm. Go off to college and experience something different. Once we once we tell young people that there's more to experience to life. And once we show them, mm -hmm. whether or not we can show them every single day, maybe we can take them out the hood once a month. Mm -hmm. But I'm a firm believer that if you intentionally try to change their environment and the people that they are around, their success is different. So what I try to do with Kaden, mm -hmm. my son, I'm mm -hmm. trying to intentionally show him something different. Let me show you something new. Let me have a different conversation with you. Mm -hmm. Right? So that, you know, when you get older, you're accustomed to these different things. Mm -hmm. You know which fork is which. You know which knife is for what. Right. 
change environments. So, and so, we, I mean, we can agree to disagree. You know, I'm cool with it. But I really do believe that it's the choice that a person makes. And I mean, and there are a lot, a lot of things that are, that can be pressing. A lot of things that can distract, distract us. There are a lot of things that, you know, can make us just say, forget it and throw in the towel. And so I'm just gonna do it this way. Even though those things may be pressing, we have to, and then we have to go back to, cause Nazareth was the ghetto, right? Yep, Nazareth. Nazareth. For real. What? So Nazareth was the ghetto. And so the, the Bible says, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? I mean, his own people didn't even believe in him. That was Jesus. Of course. <laughs> that was Jesus. <laughs> That was Jesus. Come on. Jesus. He so he can be an example. He knew from the very beginning that in order to fulfill God's will for his life yeah. on earth, he had to be perfect. He knew that. So but he but he can't be our, our example. He is absolutely our example. I'm just saying he knew he had to be perfect. He knew he had to get it right. So I just don't. He couldn't have been the sacrifice. He couldn't be, be the atonement of sin without perfection. Well, that's of course, because it had to be a lamb without a blemish. So, yeah. However, Jesus was in the ghetto. He was perfect, but he was our example. We hear people say, can any good thing come out of Compton? Can any good thing come out of L.A.? it's the choices now i'm not saying that it's gonna be it's easy i'm not saying that at all so how do you explain why some people are biologically predisposed to give in to addictions and things of that nature because a part of that is biological makeup as well exactly it's um it's genealogy not genealogy it's um you hear my table one more time. <laughs> it's, what is it? Yeah. So, Jenny, no, it's in the genes is what I'm trying to say. And, and, and then people that, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's, that's in our genes that we have to deal with. And some people choose not to deal with, not to be burdened with those things. And some people, some people succumb to it. She's going to have to edit that out. Maybe, maybe not. I'm leaving that in there. So some people, and people are different and people, their will to live and to do good is different. It's just different. So is a person's will to do good tied to their knowledge of something different. Whether or not they know exactly what there is that's different, they just know that, you know, there's something different. Is there will to do good tied to that? I would say sometimes yes, and sometimes no, because, okay, you can take a horse to the water, 
But you got to drink. Absolutely. So you're giving them all of this, but then the pressure from the people around them, their families. Oh, environment. It can either make them or break them. And I guess the the sociologist in me is looking at it from a different perspective because in sociology, we are taught and ingrained, if you will, Mm -hmm. that environment truly does matter. Our Mm -hmm. surroundings truly does matter. And, And I believe that uh sociology and psychology work together sometimes because yes you have the biological and the, chemi- the biological and the chemical makeup but then mm-hmm. you also have environment so when those two come together mm-hmm. that affects whether or not a person goes left or goes right so i guess my question is does god's power supersede environment and what's the other one you said so the sociologist does does God's power supersede any of that? No. Yeah, it does. Okay. We also have free will. Huh? We also have free will. Exactly. That's the same thing I'm trying. I've been saying. People have the the the. They can do what they want to. It's their choice. Okay. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's a person's choice. Just like. No, I'm not gonna say that. Okay, I can say this. Like I know because of my diabetes, I need to exercise. Now, I went to work today and I could have continued because we're on this project. I could have worked through lunch, but I did not. I got up and I did my walk because it was my choice. The environment around me was like, get it done, get it done, get it done, get it done, get it done. That's what the environment was. was. Calling, make sure you do this, make sure you do that. That was the, that's the environment. But I chose to step back, take my walk because my health is more important. I get that. Mm-hmm. I would add, however, uh-huh. that there is another factor that even if it's subconsciously, there is another factor mm-hmm. that plays into you walking. You're a part of a challenge for the year, correct? And you have to weigh in monthly, correct? Okay. So was I walking before the challenge? I don't know. Were you? Yes. Not as consistent? Yes, I, w- I was doing it twice a week. Come on, Greg. Monday and Wednesday, because we've had the conversation. Okay, so she's going to call me a liar. On- I'm not. I'm, okay. I'm not calling you a liar. I'm saying that even if it is subconscious, mm-hmm. there are other factors that contribute to the consistent walking. So the environment around me is saying, let's lose this, this thousand pounds as a group. My environment is encouraging me to do that. I could have said yes. I could have said no. Right. But that's why I'm saying it it works together. It's both for me. It doesn't, it doesn't always have to be either or sometimes it can be both. And And for me in this instance, it's a both and type of deal. Yes. You are in an environment that is encouraging healthy eating and working out and Mm -hmm. exercising 
the whole nine, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then you also have a desire to eat healthy and work out. When the two come together, mm-hmm. that increases your likelihood of meeting your goals mm-hmm. because the two are working together. Exactly. But it's still my choice, right? It's both. It's the environment and your choice. It's both. So my environment is indicative of encouraging me to go ahead and reach my goals. Correct. And so I can either says, I can either says, I can either say yes or no. So my environment is saying, we go for it. We got you. We go for it. You can do it. And so because my environment is saying, let's do it, my choice is to do it. All right. So let's take someone who is addicted to drugs. Uh huh. And this is not to, meant to be a trigger for anyone. Mm-hmm. Let's take someone who was addicted to drugs and they mm-hmm. want to get off drugs. They mm-hmm. have the desire mm-hmm. to stop participating in that behavior. Right. Does environment matter? And yes, environment matters. See, it's both and. Environment matter. Environment matters because, and Pastor Lonnie Dawson used to say it all the time. You cannot. If you're trying to recover, and I'm not, please, anybody listening, this is what what I've heard. You cannot go into an environment where you came out of and try to go and minister or help or hang around that because you may fall back into that. So go ahead, sorry. So you have to come from that environment and you have to, that's why it's in, some people, put it this way, they have to go through rehab, inpatient, outpatient. And in and, and both situations, they give, the, they give tools to help the person make the right decision. Right. And that's why I'm a firm believer that it has to be both. Desire without a change of environment will decrease one's success or one's likelihood to succeed. But when you have both, when you have the strong desire mm-hmm. and when you have the right environment, mm-hmm. chances chances are you're going to reach your goals. So for any, go ahead. So your environment will not make you make the right decisions. It can, like I said, it can either make you or break you. But you also have to have the desire. And that's, I'm, again, I'm sticking to it's both. Mm-hmm. It's no one without the other. It's both for me, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's, it's both. Mm-hmm. If I want to get good grades in school, mm-hmm. I have to remove myself from environments that cause or lead to distraction, mm-hmm. right? I have to, and sometimes that may, may be my own four walls. Mm-hmm. Sometimes what's here 
may be a distraction. Mm -hmm. So maybe I need to go to Starbucks. Mm -hmm. Or if you like to people watch, Starbucks is not the place for you mm -hmm. <laughs> because you're going to get distracted. Right. So you need to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Even though you have the, the even though you have the desire mm -hmm. to study, to read the book, to write the book, mm -hmm. to start the business, mm -hmm. to whatever the desire is, mm -hmm. you have to work on getting the right environment and mm -hmm. being surrounded right by the right people. Mm -hmm. So we can agree. I mean, I agree with that. So why don't you agree with that stuff? Because environment your environment can be good your environment can be bad and you're in and if your environment is not one that is positive sometimes that can give you the fuel that you need to become successful i mean in a perfect world if you want to be successful you have to have a good environment but everybody doesn't have a good environment they don't so create one but even, okay, so just say they don't, a person does not have the tools. Or if they say, okay, forget it. I am not going to become a product of my environment. I'm going full throttle. And that person does become successful. What was your question? I didn't have a question. I'm just making oh. a statement. Oh, I just, I've, yeah. I think we have the ability. Once you really have a desire to achieve something, you will find the tools, you will find the resources that you need to make it happen. Right in your environment. Outside of your environment. If it's a bad environment, it's outside of your environment. Even if outside of that environment means getting on Zoom and connecting with people that are across the, across the United States, you're changing your environment, so to speak. So to speak. Yeah, even though you're not physically changing your location, mm -hmm. you are changing what you hear, you're changing what you see. You, for example, if you want to be successful and you may not be living in the perfect neighborhood, right? Mm -hmm. what, what are you looking at on social media? Do you have the ability to travel 15 miles outside of your neighborhood? Do you have the ability to change what you're listening to? Yes, you do. Okay, but what, even before Zoom and all of the social media platform, what about all of those people that made it out and they didn't have all of this stuff? They changed, it was their mindset. They changed the way that they looked at things. You know, they had to go to school, go to work and come back home to the same environment. However, they had the tenacity, the willpower to not succumb to the environment. Okay. <laughs> um, we just gonna go, we are going to disagree on some parts and agree on others. Sure. Because when there's a will, there, there is a way. Exactly. There is a will. Exactly. It is. It's, and it's it's the person. So we go back to the Memphis incident. I was I was just uh, along with a lot of other people. I was disgusted. I was disgusted. 
right on the cusp of Black History Month. Right before, and you know, we're supposed to celebrate and celebrate our heritage, celebrate our history. And then my mind went back to how all of the people that lost their lives so that we could be free, so that we can have freedom. We can, you know, go to restaurants. We can vote. We can, we can go to church without any problems. All of the people that lost their lives, all of our civic leaders, and then right on the cusp of Black History Month, we have these five young men that killed this other Black, this other African-American man. It, it, it kind of broke my heart. No, and kind of, not kind of. It broke my heart because they had a choice. Even though the, 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 the system may be corrupt, but they had a choice. So what choice are you going to make when it comes to the next big decision, when it comes to how you treat your neighbor, when it comes to how you treat somebody that looks like you, how do you treat somebody that doesn't look like you? What's your choice? My choice is love. I was given something. For the <laughs> I thought she was talking to me. I'm sorry, y'all. I thought she was talking to me. So, ask your question again. You ruined it. Okay, let's let's. Okay, we gonna we gonna do it over. No, come on, believe all that in there. Talking about erase it. You ruined you ruined So we all have a choice to make. I can't even do it again. Hey, come on. Don't touch me. I'm, good I'm not touching you. That's what I have to put up with. All we have a choice. Make your next choice your best choice. Yes. Right? And, and the next choice after that. Yes. Make that your best choice. One step at a time, one day at a time, mm -hmm. one decision at right. a time. Yes. I was hurt. I was heated, mm -hmm. to put it nicely. Right. I was heated when I found out about what happened in Memphis and when I saw a portion. I couldn't even watch oh, the yeah. entire video. Mm -hmm. I, I could not do it. No. But when I saw a portion of the video, my heart broke. Right. Because I am helping to raise a Black young man. Right. And what am I supposed to tell him? When he starts having questions. When he he's seen that people who don't look like him don't like him mm. and people who look like him don't like him. Right. What am I supposed to tell him? Right. What am I what what am I supposed to say? Right. Right? Uh so let's let's do two things. Congressman John Lewis said getting good trouble, necessary trouble. Right. Let's let's do better. Mm -hmm. Let's be better people. Let's treat one another with love. Right. And the only way, honestly, the only way that we can treat one another with love is if we start having a relationship with God. That's it. That there's no other way to do it. Mm -hmm. 
There is absolutely no exactly. other way to do it. Let's let's treat each other how Christ would treat us. Right. The same way that Christ treats you, treat your brother or your sister. Right. Regardless of the skin color, regardless of the gender, regardless of any of it. Mm -hmm. How Christ treats you, treat the next person. And then my second part, and I'll let you close all the way out. Mm -hmm. My second part is this. Whatever role that you play in your community, mm -hmm. disrupt the system. Right. The system is corrupt. Right. At the, at the end of the day, mm -hmm. regardless of who is in the uniform, the system is corrupt. It was right. built with the corrupt mindset. Mm -hmm. It was built with corrupt, in, corrupt intentions. Right. So let's play our part in whatever way that is. I don't know if you're supposed to be an elected official. I don't know who you are and what your call is. Right. But we are called, just like Jesus was called in Luke chapter four, verse 18. We are called to, to set the captive free. Right. To speak life into people. Right. Let that be your responsibility. Sis. Right. We have to love. We have to. God is love. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He loved us so much that he sent his son to die for us. The Bible also says that they will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Now, let me say this. It's not always easy. It's not always easy. The Bible even tells us that we have to turn the other cheek. The Bible tells us that. I know that's hard. It's not easy all the time because there are times when I'm out and people um, say something that, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I want to pop off or I, I, even I do. But am I allowing my light to shine when I pop off? Doesn't mean I'm a punk. It just shows strength and constraint. So there are times when we, we, we have to not, and, and not uh, saying that we're punks or anything. It's just that when we are allowing the Holy Spirit to control us and to constrain us, it's just showing that we have strength, showing that we have strength. Um, the kids says that said, um, Toastmasters, the kids said, what did you say about the elected officials? About what did you say? If they're called to be an elected official. Yeah, if you're called to be an elected official, that's your call. Let's be found faithful. You know, we, we this is what I'm getting ready to say. My train of thought. If you want to see change, be the change that you want to see. Vote. 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 And you, what's your train of thought? Go ahead. Don't ignorantly vote. Exactly. Read upon it. They sent out the pamphlets. They there's plenty of information out there on these um, on the on the ones uh, ballots. Worldwide web. Yes, but there's plenty of information for you to get that you can get to that will get you a. Um, get you a better understanding of what you're voting for and all that getting, getting understanding. That's what the Bible says. Don't ignorantly vote and don't just 
leave it up to somebody else. Because when you leave it up to somebody else to vote and you don't vote, you don't have a say so in what happens. Get involved. Go to the, the, the community meetings. Get involved with the young people. Because when you're doing what you're supposed to do, people are watching you. They're watching. It's just a, it's a known fact. People are watching you and they're learning from you. My mom says there are two things that you can learn from people, how to act and how not to act. So let's be found faithful. Let's be the change that we want to see. Yes, it's Black History Month. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate with prayer. Celebrate with encouraging our brothers and sisters. Celebrate by, you know, even encouraging words about, you know, you're doing a good job or, hey, sis, that's cute or, Yo, bro, then, you know, that's a nice suit or whatever. Oh, you're doing very good in school. Congratulations. Let's celebrate each other and please, let's stop tearing each other down. Please. An encouraging word goes a long way. Well, I hope you have enjoyed another episode of the No Name Podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. If at any point you enjoy these conversations, can I ask you to just subscribe? Like subscribe if you're if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe, turn on your notifications so that you are notified the next time the mm -hmm. next time an episode drops. If you are listening to us on your favorite uh, podcast platform, we simply ask that you would like it, that you will leave a review. Mm -hmm. If at any point there is something that comes up that you have a question about or you want to hear our banter right. <laughs> about, that particular, <laughs> about that particular uh, topic, mm -hmm. by all means, send us an email. All of our contact information will be listed down below in the show notes and or description. Sis, you want to pray us out? Sure. Let's pray. God, how we thank and praise you for this time of conversation. And as always, God, I pray that this conversation brought glory to you. I pray, God, that this conversation would help someone to think, will challenge and encourage in the name of Jesus. Lord, we don't just come on here to have a conversation because it's a fun thing to do. But Lord God, we come and, and we have this conversation so that someone can be helped, someone can be encouraged, someone can be inspired, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for this platform. We thank you for our listeners. We thank you for those that share this podcast. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Lord, now I ask God that you be glorified. I ask God in the name of Jesus that, that you are pleased with us. I, I pray, God, for those that are listening, God, and, and they may have questions or they, they were challenged tonight. I pray, God, that you will reveal your, your plan to them, God. And that person, Father God, that, 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 that their environment may not be um, a good environment, God, 
let them press, let them fight, let them become who you have called them to be. Let them become what the what you have called them. Who what, let them become what you called them to do. Lord, you know what I mean. Let them let them appreciate the fact that they can come to you and that you hear them because you can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask, think, or imagine. Imagine according to the power that worketh within us. So the environment may be bad, but God, let your people press in the name of Jesus. Lord, I lift up my sister to you. Lord, I pray, God, that you will strengthen her. I pray, God, that she learns how to press and not get bogged down. I pray, God, in Jesus' name, that as she continues to go to um, uh, work in her program, God, that you will enlighten her, that you will um, give her good thoughts, that you will allow her to settle on her, her topic for her dissertation. God, I pray, God, in Jesus' name, that you show yourself strong and mighty in her life. I pray, God, in Jesus' name, that you will give her the tenacity and the will to hold on and know that help is on the way. Lord, I thank you and I praise you for her, her um, the completed work. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. It may be a year or two, but God, I thank you. There may be some tears. There may, some, there may be some upsets, but God let her know that all she has to do is look to the heels because her help comes from you. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you will bless this podcast. Use us for your glory. Be glorified. We thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Did you say, Lord, you know what I mean? I did, because I couldn't. It's been a long day. Yeah.